Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Everything that is done in a worship service must be beneficial to the worshipers. Now that principle touches really every aspect, our singing, our preaching, our exercise of spiritual gifts, those who are contributing to the service, you know, people like singers and speakers and readers, they must have a love of the people as their chief motivation. And they must use useful words so that they might strengthen faith in those believers. Paul in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians is teaching us about this issue, which we may see as specifically about the gift of tongues, but really, Paul was teaching it as specifically about the practice of unity and consistency and faithfulness and love. Tongues was simply one minor aspect in this discussion. In verse 23 of chapter 14, it says, If therefore the whole assembly is assembled together and all speak with other languages, and unlearned or unbelieving people come in, won't they say that you are crazy? But if all prophesy and some one unbelieving or unlearned comes in, he is reproved by all and he is judged by all. And thus the secrets of the hearts are revealed. So he will fall down on his face and worship God, declaring that God is among you indeed. So, to make sure we are clear on just what kind of sign we're talking about here, Paul is presenting us with a scenario. He's saying those on the outside of the family of God, those with little or no understanding about the things of God, are apt to come into such meetings and hearing the use and the exercise of corporate use of tongues, he says, won't people think that you're just mad? You're crazy. For these unbelievers... Tongues are not a blessed sign. They're just, in the reckless use of them, people are going to turn away who would perhaps come to Christ through wise and careful teaching. They would come to Christ through God-led prophetic teaching. Now, why this occurs is simple. I have been Paul's point really throughout all of this chapter, and that is understanding is crucial for the believer. It's crucial for the unbeliever. It's crucial for the unbeliever to see the need within them to come to Christ. Understanding. By our actions, you see, we can give them a sign of judgment and it'll come to nothing. Or we can give them a clear message with understanding, with clear presentation of the gospel. Through the leading of the Holy Spirit, the unbeliever will not only come to Christ with a repentant heart, but he will know that God is truly among you. Tongues, however, will not accomplish this. Now, that's not my words. That's Paul's words. Tongues will not accomplish that unity, that powerful transition, that salvation, but preaching the word of God will. Verse 26 says, What is it then, brothers? When you come together, each one of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has another language, or has an interpretation. Let all things be done to build each other up. If any man speaks in another language... Let there be two, or at most three, and in turn, and then let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the assembly, and let him speak to himself and to God. 
Let two or three of the prophets speak and let others discern. But if a revelation is made to another sitting by, let the first keep silent. For you all can prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be exhorted. Now Paul, beginning here, to address the Corinthian church's worship practices, says that the gifts that were being manifested in their church services, they were not being done with any order. They, they weren't practiced for the edification, for the building up of those believers that were present. But in fact, they were being exercised just as a, a selfish, a self-exalting manifest and exercise. Paul, therefore, gives directions on how a service should be conducted. And his emphasis is on order. So to avoid bedlam, to avoid disorder, Paul is giving directions. Please note that nowhere here do we find permission for services with the exercise of multiple tongues. Please make note of that. And especially not without interpretation. In fact, we find rather the clear and direct prohibition of that practice. In light of what Paul has already said on this matter, many churches righteously attempt to allow the use of tongues only in gatherings of born-again believers. These are called believers' meetings, and I'm in agreement with that kind of practice. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.